so many people say, I don't have the money to hire someone. And that's your biggest mistake. You always have the money. You just have to have the mindset that says, I deserve to have this person work for me so that I can grow my business. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hey, it's Emily. Welcome back to another episode. I'm excited that you're here. And again, bringing you a really great conversation with one of my students that has been with me for so long. You guys, I think that for so long I hesitated to interview my students because I didn't want them being bombarded with messages and questions in their DMs like, oh, what did you do? What did you do? They're going to tell you to just follow what I do and listen to what I do. The funny part about putting out all this information and being so open with educating as many people as I can on retail fundamentals is that a lot of people don't listen. <laughs> They're like, but but no, her student knows something. Like, what, did, what specifically did she do? The thing about learning and growing and personal development is that there's so much to know. There's so much to learn. No one's going to give you one right answer, even me, even Sherry. If you message her, she's going to say, well, I wouldn't do that, or maybe I do that, or oh, here's a vendor. You know, she'll answer a question or two, I'm sure. However, most of the time, if it's a business-related question, she's going to say, hey, just email Emily. Go in her group. Look on her YouTube. There's so much information just in what I've produced in content for the past five years. I've watched it, even the free information, grow someone's business to multiple five and six figures on their own. They're just listening to what I say, putting in the modifications. That's possible for you, you know? And that's where I feel like down in the root cause of it is the confidence and is showing up as who you are. And that's one of the things I admire so much about Sherry. She owns a boutique called Mermaids on Cape Cod, but she has been in the retail industry uh, boutiquing, you know, I, I she really had like a mid-sized store for a while. You know, it was not small. It was like almost a mini department store. And she ran that for, I think, 23 years, she says in the interview. And really... She has gone from developing her own brands, uh, doing custom product, starting a mobile boutique that she takes to festivals and private parties. I mean, I'm telling you guys, Sherry has done it all. And someday she will make an amazing teacher. But right now she's kicking butt in her boutique business. Uh, and she's going to share so much great wisdom with you today from such a loving place. Sherry shows up in the most loving version of herself all the time. And it's what makes her so good at what she does and makes her so authentic and so successful, you guys. So listen to this episode. Take what Sherry gives you with like, you know, maybe listen to this twice because she is going to give you so much great inspiration, so many good nuggets to take back with you and things to think about in your boutique business. So I'm so excited. So here is my talk with Sherry from Mermaids on Cape Cod. All right, Sherry, this is a long time coming for you to be on the podcast because we've been connected for a really long time since my fashion truck days, but also you've been a client for like at least 
three or four years now, like on and off, like a long time. Oh, longer than that, for sure. I feel like I've known you forever. (laughs) We were born in the same hospital. You're right. (laughs) No, but I mean, honestly, Sherry, one of the cool parts about you, we were, you know, we're both Massachusetts girls. So we kind of cross paths, although we're like, you're in Southern Mass, I'm Northern Mass. We still cross paths quite a bit at events or just like through the same circles because we both had trucks. So I would love for you to just tell people about kind of how you started in boutique land because it's been a long time and just like where you are now. Tell a little bit of backstory because you're one of the people I know that has just been doing this for a very long time, which is such a great testament to how boutiques truly have survived through everything and anything. Okay, you got it. Hey, everybody, my name is Sherry, but all of my friends and anyone who knows me right now calls me Shaz. So nice to meet you all. And I am the owner of Mermaids on Cape Cod Mobile Boutique and Storefront on Cape Cod, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And I started about, my goodness, I think I started in 2013 with my mobile boutique, but I did have a store since 1992 when I graduated college. I opened a country store way back when they were closing down the cutest country store. It was the oldest country store in the, in the whole country, actually. And I walked in and said, you can't close this place and started that. So for 27 years, I ran the old company store and slowly moved into the mobile boutique business. And the old company store was a landmark in the town you were in. You had it in the town that my parents grew up in. So we would go visit my grandparents and come to your store. And, you know, it's funny because I feel like that old company store really, for people that knew about it, it was in Wareham, Massachusetts. For people that knew about it, like it was an iconic kind of legendary store. I mean, what was it like running that for, for so long? Did you, it must've been hard first of all, cause it was huge and there were so many departments. Did you feel like you had to be open all the time? I mean, being so iconic, were there things you struggled with, with that store specifically? So it's so funny that you use words like, did you feel like you had to? Because for me, it was, I feel like I got to. Yes. (laughs) I got to open every day because we were so busy and I was blessed. Yes, it was iconic. It it was historical in the sense that we're the oldest nail manufacturing company store, which meant the workers could get their goods there um, in the whole country. Um, And then it became a country store when the highways changed, people would drive to the Cape, they would have to go right by this sweet little country store and they'd get goods to take with them down to Cape Cod. And they drove right by us. And then as years went on, it just became this beautiful country store. But then it started going downhill when Route 495 came into the Cape and they were closing. We happened to walk in and I looked around and said, this place has potential. And within three months, we were back up and running into this beautiful country store. Within two years, Chronicle was doing stories on us. They did two um, huge stories and one every summer that put us on the list of top 10 places to visit. It was a blast. Yes, it was huge. It was, I always bite off more than I can chew. I jump and the leap and like, I just jump and then the net appears because thank God. (laughs) 
but yeah, it was so much fun. It was wonderful to wake up every day and get to go make new friends and see all these new people coming in and see all of the old people that used to come in. And we ended up watching over the 27 years, the children that would come in for penny candy, bring their children in. And that was just, it was a blessing. I love that. What would you say, you know, just sort of taking away all the 27 years, what do you feel like was the biggest thing you learned from that, that you could pass on to other boutique owners who, who want to have a store for 27 years? What was your big takeaway from that? Honestly, if you have to love it, you have to love it. You have to love your people and you have to do it because you want to bring joy to yourself and others. Every time I didn't feel truly good about something and I brought it in, it ended up being a dud. It ended up, I didn't have my passion towards it. It wouldn't, move. I believe that if you wake up every morning and you go into your, your store or your mobile boutique or your website, and you get truly thrilled to see who's coming on today and what you get to do to make someone else feel beautiful, like that is going to sustain you for 27 years. If you go, Oh my God, I have to go to work. (laughs) You're not going to be there much longer. Yep. (laughs) I mean, we all have those days. Don't get me wrong. I definitely wake up some days and go, I don't want to drive the 40 minutes into my store. But the minute I open up my door, I say good morning to my store. And I say, thank you for all the potential people walking in. And it's an absolute joy to walk in and turn those lights on. I absolutely am obsessed with that perspective because I do think that, you know, coming from someone who you, you and I both have similar situations where we've kind of gone in and out of things where we've been like, we love this. We don't love this. We love this. We don't love this. And, and that feeling of staying aligned with like where your passion is and where it's not frankly, which I think is a hard place to live because I mean, with the old company store, you kind of were forced to shut it down. You were kind of forced to move. I mean, or did you feel like you were ready to kind of break off because you had the old company store when you started Mermaids on Cape Cod, which started out just as mobile, am I right? So when we, when we first started Mermaids on Cape Cod, I was doing a lot of events for the old company store and I would pack my car up right after work. I would pack my car up, drive to an event, unpack my car, pack my car at the end of the event, bring it back to the store, unpack the car, and then do it all again the next day because I needed to restock. So it got to be a lot. And that's how I came up with the idea of having a mobile and somehow or another, I was an artist. I was an art major. I went to, I worked in New York. I had this passion for art and I wanted it to be called Mermaid on Cape Cod with all these different artists. We had a gallery room at the old company store that was very successful. Everything in there had to be handmade. It was juried. And that's what I wanted on this new mobile, as well as some of the things from the company store. And somehow or another, my logo (laughs) became more than anything it became part of my the iconic look of my fashion truck and everybody wanted shirts and t-shirts and shorts with my logo on it and the next thing I knew I was a clothing store (laughs) (laughs) with an actual mermaid like there was no m-a-d-e it was m-a-i-d like that's so crazy It, it just transitioned and it happened so fast I didn't even have a chance I didn't even have the mobile boutique yet. When I came up with the idea on January 10th, January 14th, I launched my website and an Instagram and a Facebook. And it wasn't Instagram. It was a Facebook page. And I said, taking special orders now for house parties. Didn't even have the bus, only had the idea, 
photoshopped the image of what I wanted the bus to look like on a beach and said house parties. I had 15 house parties booked by April. I didn't get the bus until May. (laughs) That's a great story though. I have to, we're laughing because we're like, oh my gosh, you and I are so similar in the fact that we just go for it. We kind of like, don't think about it. And we just run towards what we want. And we laugh because like, it sounds silly in hindsight, but in the moment that must've felt so amazing that you were just like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm doing this. And I'm, and you're listening to what your customers were loving and asking for more of and reacting to that. Were those first house parties really good? Were there some duds? Like, how did that go? They were brilliant. They were unbelievable. We did more than we had imagined. And it was funny because the first one we did, we had a bigger day than we had ever had at the store in the last three years as, you know, the new mall had come in and things were starting to decline. And on the way home, we were, we were so happy. We were crying and thanking God. And then I didn't know how to drive the bus very well. And I popped two tires because <laughs> they were these big, huge tires. And, but um, I, something you said earlier about how things came in, like, almost like in waves of like, we love it. We don't, we love it. We don't. I want to yeah. go back to that for a moment because yeah. honestly, I've had a lot of those moments. I've, I've had a, um, three or four really successful businesses. I'm a jewelry designer. I've, you know, I've sold my jewelry and, and you're right. I, and I'm a mermaid. So I love the ocean. I've born, born and raised on Horseneck beach. Like Cape Cod is my heart. Things come in waves for me. And when I am up at the top of that wave, there's always a crash and a pullback, just like every tide. So I get to the highest point I can get. And, and I, I feel that it's starting to decline. And I actually, instead of dreading that crash and that pullback, I I look for it and I say, okay, I'm now at a precipice. What can I do to get that surge and that swell for the next wave? What is the next step that I can do to keep my passion going so that I can sustain my business, my employees, my store? What is that next thing? And that could just be as simple as a product line or doing jewelry Tuesdays and sharing, you know, jewelry or making a post on Instagram that tells people that it's okay to be exactly who you are and give people hope. So it doesn't always have to be financial. It could just be like something that brings um, more joy to others. But I always look forward to that wave because the, the crash isn't so bad if you know that the next wave is coming and you can anticipate it. And that's, to me, you're talking about evolution and constantly reinventing yourself and what you do and being open to new ideas. You can get inspiration anywhere. Like, and that's, to me, the most important thing as a boutique owner is we have to be these creative visionaries. We're not just selling clothes. We're inspiring other people. We're teaching them how to shop differently as we have in the past year, you know, we're finding the best artists near us locally and, and featuring them and helping their business. I mean, the trickle effect that I feel like we have as boutique owners is so great that we can't even see it sometimes. That to me is what truly a boutique owner is. Like, it's not about the algorithm. It's not about how many emails you send. It's not about having the latest and greatest. It's really about being passionate about helping other women and sometimes men or kids, you know, whatever your specialty is, but really helping those people feel good about what they're wearing and how they're shopping. Because I mean, you've seen this now for so many years, like people love to shop local. Do you find that like 
I mean, we, I know because we've done the statistics on your business, but you know, most of your people are in Massachusetts. Yes. You have a lot of national customers, but I would love for you to speak to the fact that you have had repeat customers for years and years and years and years. And that's what has sustained your business. I love my people. I love them. I, I love their quirks. I love their idiosyncrasies. I even love the ones that return stuff and don't buy the right right size. I know how to talk to my people. I get to know them. They're not just customers. I look at each person as someone that I can bring a little bit of joy to. And I continuously nurture our friendship and our relationships and help them to grow. My catchphrase right now is kind of, it's shop happy, dress happy, be happy. I am basically selling happiness to these people and I am selling them a feeling inside that brings them joy. So yeah, so there are a lot of local people. They do come, they try to meet me. We had a party in October where COVID was still happening. So it was social distance. It was outside. People drove from all over New England to come to this party. I cried. No, there was no hugging. There was none of the stuff that I would normally do, but there was a joy involved. These women wanted to meet each other. They don't just love me. They love each other. We've fostered this community. So it's kind of bigger than me at this point. (laughs) Yeah, but you're the one leading it. And, you know, I think there's so much to be said about you keeping your energy in a place where you can lead in that way. And I think like during COVID, you were probably one of the first people in our mastermind group who really like grabbed on to what I was saying around, like, listen, we're the leaders. We can't fall apart right now. Like we've got to show up harder and, and more joyful than we ever have because people are struggling and we have to do the internal work to be able to spread our light and talk a little bit about that. Because I feel like in the past year, you are naturally a bright and sunshiny person. And again, this is why we get along. And this is why, you know, I think we were like sisters in our past life or something, but talk about how that transition went for you and sort of what you had to do internally to be able to show up the way you have in the past year, because I think it's really important for other people to hear this. Well, I think that if I wasn't part of your mastermind, it would have taken me a little bit longer to get there because not only, well, you showed up first. So first of all, if anyone's thinking about taking this course, it really is brilliant. Emily, you showed up for us and that gave me the courage to then show up for them because I think I started to fall apart a little bit when it first happened and I wasn't quite sure where to go because I was on the top of my wave and my business was nothing but booming. And then all of a sudden this hit and all my big events were happening and I felt like that wave was crashing and you brought me back up into that tide to kind of rise that ride on that wave again. And I did, I showed up in absolute tears and I did a live with all of my people and I did it live on Facebook. I didn't care what I looked like. I didn't care that I couldn't see my, go to my salon. I had roots, I had tears (laughs) in my eyes and I showed up as myself and I said, okay, you guys, we need to stay, we need to stand strong and stand together. And I proceeded to do lives every single day, every day. And I showed up for them. And then I created a community where they could talk to each other and to me. And by the end of, well, it's not the end of COVID yet, but right now we have a community of women that have supported each other through some of their toughest times. And I think, I think that was the brightest light started when you showed showed yours to all of us. It it enabled us to kind of lead by example. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And I have to say, it's funny because for some reason when COVID first hit, and I look back at this now, because 
it's kind of come full circle. We were in Florida when it started to really hit. We got here like March 5th or something in 2020. And now here we are, I'm back in Florida, same place, <laughs> you know, COVID's still happening. And I look back at that time and, and Greg and I have been having some good conversations around how we want this year our stay in Florida for the winter to be sort of different than last year because we were forced to do it a certain way last year. And it wasn't as joyful, but what I felt like was I wasn't like scared of COVID for some reason last year. It didn't freak me out. I was just like, okay, this is weird. And like, I'm a little anxious. I don't know, maybe all these tools and anxiety tricks I've been doing are working because like 90% of the time I'm okay. Like I have my moments, you know, but, and again, I think this is, being an entrepreneur for so long, you just get beat up all the time. It's like, all right, this is another thing that's going to try to knock me down. Like, what can we do? You know, it wasn't scary to me for some reason. So it was fun to show up for you guys. And it was fun to give you that light and, and also remind you, like, we have the internet, we have online, like we have shipping as much as it stinks that your store couldn't be open. I mean, now you can reach all these other people. And I think for you, the impact, you know, yes, the impact, because I want to talk about this too. The impact that what you did for women's lives was incredible. The impact for what you did for your community was absolutely incredible. Can you talk about the t-shirts and the fundraiser you did for the food banks on Cape Cod? Sure. Uh, there, there have been times that things haven't always been in my best interest and my life took a nosedive back about 18, 18 years ago. And one of my girlfriends told me just recently, do you remember that time you lost power and you couldn't pay your heat and electric bill? She said, I'm the one that paid that for you. I said, why didn't you tell me? She said, because when you do something kind for someone, you don't always have to let people know. And I went, oh, that's so powerful. I, you're so true. Because we always just need, there's so many people that love to do things for others. And I like to do for others, but I don't always realize that I'm doing them. And one of my other friends is a minister. And he was saying that he was having trouble feeding his parishioners that had lost all their jobs. So I started playing with some really big ideas. I started thinking about my friends on the Cape who were artists that didn't have jobs and there, and there, there were no more um, craft shows. There were no more vendors like Cape Cod beer always had craft shows in the wintertime and Mahoney's garden center. All of those shows were shut down as well as my friends who owned Cape Cod beer and Mahoney's and all of these things were just so hard to look at. And when it all came crashing down on me, I started realizing that we needed to work together. So I actually started two fundraiser teas. One was to help support artists and the artisans on Cape Cod that were losing their businesses, that were losing their side gig of doing art and selling their passion. And the other thing was I was recognizing that there were a lot of people that I was seeing that the lines at the food banks were growing. And with my friend's ministry, I noticed he couldn't afford to buy food for all the people that were now influxing his food bank. So I wanted us to all work together. I didn't want it to be about me. I kept saying from everybody, this is on behalf of all of you, whatever you guys can do, here's your shirt, but the money's going to the food bank. And between January or March when I first started it. And now I think we've sent, I think we're over $15,000 that we've sent to different food banks and to the Love Live Local initiative who helped the local artists. I think we're at least up to that or just right around there. We've helped support and I send every card and sign every check on behalf of the community. It's not for me. It's not, it's, I'm just a small piece of the puzzle that helped to make 
it all work for each other. And yeah, I think it's been, it's been really exciting. And it's also fun watching people in the shirts because I know that they have, they care enough about their community that they wanted to support. But honestly, I've seen these shirts. I've sent them all across the country. Mm -hmm. So incredible. It's so incredible. And I think, you know, what you're speaking to too, around just the idea that Cape Cod, I mean, Cape Cod's a, a resort area. It's a tourist area, right? Like you live there full time. There's plenty, there's tons of people that live there full time, but so much of the economy does hinge on having a great summer, having a great Memorial Day to Labor Day. And, you know, a little bit after uh, around those times. And I think when you talk about people around the country wanting to support, it's probably also people that have spent summers on the Cape or, had a great vacation one time and just love the Cape. I mean, it's such a magical place. It's hard to think of it as not magical and, and really having to struggle. But I do think coronavirus did hit the Cape really hard. Really hard, really, really hard. It was, it was devastating to drive down some of our smaller maiden streets and see stores that have been there forever shuttered or some of the people who are a little bit older that didn't embrace social media they didn't know how to share their message across the universe when their stores couldn't be open so it's it's kind of sad and it is still sad it's still going on it's a tough spot I mean being from Massachusetts spending time there COVID was taken very seriously and, and Massachusetts was hit pretty hard with COVID. And so I think, you know, that ripple effect, it's really, even in our neighborhood in Somerville, it's hard to see people that have gone out of business. And then, you know, I got to be honest, there's some people who've moved into bigger spaces that needed bigger spaces who sure. they've been doing just fine. I'm like, wow, okay, Tibetan restaurant, like you moved two spaces down to have more room, like good for you. But, you know, it's, it's also, I think it's a testament to how people pivot and how they shift like you're talking about. And I love the wave analogy because it just makes so much sense. And COVID felt like such a hard crash, but I feel like in your perspective, you were like, okay, how can I get back on the next wave? And how can I bring other people with me this time? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's all about working together. I really truly believe like from the light, if you bring a light into darkness and you lighten other people, the room is just gonna get brighter. It's You're never gonna dim if you give anybody your light. So I keep sharing, I keep sharing that joy. I keep brightening up a room because I think everyone needs it right now. And I, if you have a small boutique, you're gonna be just fine. Just keep showing up, keep smiling, keep bringing joy to your customers. And remember that they need the social interaction. And if you show up on Facebook, they're gonna stop their scroll because they need that time with another human. So a lot of these people are just stuck at home and they're home all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, you're right. And I mean, I was even going to say like, even before COVID, you had plenty of people that were stuck at home, you know, stay at home moms or even, you know, people that work night shift. I feel like we're selling to women and women have really crazy schedules. And so when they're on social media and they see you, they want to stop and watch because they want to say hi and they want to hang out. And they want to know you're a real person. You're not just a store. They want to know that you're a real human with roots <laughs> and <laughs> with the 10th cup of coffee. You don't have to look perfect to be on these lives. You don't have to, if you honestly want to do a live and you're a hot mess, but you just want to come on and say hi to everybody, just do it. Just do it. Just, you know, and they want to know you as a person and, 
they'll support you more knowing that you have the exact same flaws and thoughts and fears as they do, but you're showing up there just to bring a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of light to other people. And you do that so masterfully. Like, I feel like you, you know, because I, I scroll and I get your alerts. And I mean, there's sometimes you literally be like, hey, let's have coffee and chat. And you're not selling anything. Like you're pro- maybe you're wearing something that you have for sale, but a lot of times you're not. And is it just kind of like you getting on and riffing? Like how could someone listening be like, oh my God, I feel so stupid just getting on and not having things to sell. Like, is it you just thinking, oh, I'm having a conversation with people? Like what, what's your headspace like when you're, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go live. Every single day is an opportunity to, I hate to say make a sale because inevitably that's what we're here to do is to sell things. Sure, but it's sure. to make a connection. I'm making connections with people. And of course, I'm always going to be wearing something that I'm selling, something that might be new, whether it be a new Mala bracelet that I've just introduced, or if I'm wearing a really cute hat and I don't even have to talk about it. I have <laughs> I've got some of my girls so trained to see what's on my body that they haven't gotten yet that they kind of uh... go, well, tell me about your hat or tell me about that bracelet you're wearing. And I'll just show up and be like, I'm having coffee. What are you guys drinking? I'm making connections. I'm building rapport. I'm making connections. I'm connecting other people. Then I'll, I'll inevitably show one small thing. And then later on, I'll post, I'll do a post of that item. And people be like, oh, didn't I just see that? Or wasn't she wearing that on her live? I might not even talk about that item in my live, but they'll see it on me and I'll just keep showing it. I'll send out an email. I'll send a post up or I'll put something on Instagram and then They'll be like, oh, that was so cute. I saw that on her. It really looked good. I want, I want that feeling that she has when she wears this. Yeah. So that's what I do. I just show up and I say good morning and bring some sunshine into their day and <laughs> go on my way. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't talk about this a lot, but sometimes when it comes up, I'll, I'll talk about it. But, you know, study this idea of like push and pull marketing and push is when you're like constantly putting things out. You know, it's like the energy of like, I'm, I'm pushing and I'm posting and I'm trying and it's, you know, I think in the back end, like it's hard, you know, and I got to get to more people. And I really love the pull method where you show up, you do what you do and people are attracted to you. They're pulled into you and what you do in this very natural way. And that makes them want to buy, like you're saying, because they see it or they they're like, Oh, Sherry looks cute in that. Or, Oh my gosh. Like I, I, for one, for a little while, I was like, should I start an earrings website? Because on all my Facebook lives, I was when big earrings were kind of trending, I was wearing big earrings and people wanted them. And I wasn't even selling, this was in this business, like my consulting business. And I was like, should I sell earrings? But that's what it is. It's, It's pulling people in, attracting them and, and just really truly being there in authenticity of, I just want to show up and make friends. Yes. I'm going to make a sale. I know that in the back of my head, but it's not what I'm, it's not front and forward. It's not what I'm thinking about first. Right. Exactly. The, the human connection is more important than the sale. And I'm truly, truly mean it when I show up, it's not always about making a sale, but just letting everybody know that I'm here and I'm me and Hey, let's have a good day. And what are you drinking today? It just brings everybody to this point of happiness that will start or end their day with a little bit of a smile and letting them know that they're not alone. And then as far as the boutique goes, that sells itself. That just sells itself. 
I would love for you, because, and here's the thing, Sherry and I could talk forever. We probably have to do like four more <laughs> podcast episodes because the other thing is that Sherry has so much wisdom to share because she has gone through so much. And that's what I think is so wonderful about you, Sherry, is that, you know, we see you pop up all over my social media, giving tips, giving tricks, liking things, and always being like, take Emily's corset. Like you are just such a wonderful advocate, unpaid advocate for, you know, my what I teach because, you know, you've been doing it for years and years. And I mean, I would love for you to talk about some of the big shifts in terms of mindset that you've made and, and in your business over the past couple of years, just working with me and like, what are the big takeaways you think that, you know, really have impacted your life and business? Absolutely. One of the things that I can honestly say is that my money mindset is so ridiculously on point that I don't worry about money anymore. I know money comes to me. Money is going to come to me freely and easily. And I don't have to, speaking of push and pull, I don't have to push that money into my wallet. I don't have to push the sales. It comes to me. It comes to me on waves of gratitude. And I find using your mindset course, which was one of my favorites, and I do it every January, it, start, it sets my year's intention um, this is the third year I've done, I've reconnected to the money mindset course. It sets my attention for the year. It helps me create the money that I know that I can make without feeling like I'm going to stress about it or stress every month looking at numbers. And that's a really good feeling, but it's also helped me do some other work that isn't about money. It helps me with forgiveness. It helps me not to follow other people that are copying me. I unfollow them or people that I may have been jealous of at one point or wishing I was younger, thinner, prettier, any of that. I do all that mindset work and realize that more than anything, I'm enough. My business is enough. And the money that comes to me so naturally is enough. And that was never part of my life. For the whole time I owned the old company store, I was always searching for something more, something bigger, wishing I had more, wishing I could make more money. Once I really, truly realized that mindset is everything, everything shifted everything. My business shifted. My family relationship shifted. My people that surrounded me shifted and the right people came to me and doors opened. And I shut a few of them myself because I created boundaries that I also learned in mindset. So it was wonderful. So I think that was my favorite class that I took. And of course the, the mastermind class, I loved not for what financials it did but for the people and the connections I made I still talk to these ladies <laughs> I know you guys are like yeah you guys are like all dming you're posting in the group still you sent me the most amazing freaking Christmas present I'm I, you guys really connected on a level and I think a lot of it was due to COVID you know I think that a lot of things had to change and and you guys all showed up for each other in such an incredible way. Yeah, it, it was it was amazing. It definitely was amazing. These women have become part of the fabric of my my weekly routine. I check in with them. I ask how they're doing, if they need anything, and they check in with me. And I still buy from all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, and I think with the mastermind too, to be honest with you, like just from my perspective, I feel like with you, you really narrowed in with your Facebook ads. We got Facebook ads pumping for you, especially mm -hmm. during COVID, which I think 
also has allowed you to have a little bit of more freedom. Like you took a vacation this summer and you had more I days. I mean, <laughs> you had to, and well, and your thing was like, I want to get paid and I want to hang out with my family. Your family is so important to you. And so tell me what shift you had to make number one, to pay yourself consistently, because I know that's taken a, not a few years to do, but now I feel like you're in a good spot where you're like, I'm making money. I'm paying myself. I'm, and I'm pay, you're paying yourself a very nice wage. Yeah. And you're taking a lot of time off to be with mm-hmm. family and your kids who are in all different spaces and times and zones for <laughs> learning and going to school. I mean, your kids are at like really funky ages where they're all in different situations. So tell me about that shift of just deciding, screw it, my family is important and I'm going to make it number one. Life changes quick. And my kids grew up, they grew up fast. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we had another, <laughs> we went, oops. oops. And we're so college. lucky because your daughter is so amazing. <laughs> oh, she is. That's why we named her Grace. <laughs> oh, she's so wonderful. I mean, I feel like I've watched her grow up in the past couple. I mean, she was just like a little kid when I first met you. And now she's like, mom, leave me alone. I mean, she loves you, but like, she's mm-hmm. definitely like in the preteen teen like oh my god my mom's so embarrassing I feel like <laughs> even you though you're like the most though. fun mom and then in 10 years she's gonna be like wait I had the coolest mom ever I have the yeah. coolest mom ever yes she she gives me opinions on what she likes in my boutique and I, sometimes when my Instagram crowd is so much younger than my Facebook crowd so when I do things on Instagram, I always make sure I dress so that her, when her friends see me on Instagram, they'll be like, oh yeah, she's all right. <laughs> I love that. But, but you're right. Things do change quickly. And I feel like it, it didn't take long for you to just decide, like, I'm going to be with my family because it was mindset. my number one. Yep. My family is number one. My, I, I tell Terry all the time, my husband, I would close my doors in a minute. If it, if it, if I had to have a choice between my family and my store, I would not work and I'm a workaholic. So those are big words. <laughs> that's a lot for you. I know that's, that's a, lot a lot for you. Yeah. But I love my family. I love spending time with them. They make me laugh. If they walk in the door and I have a live schedule at five o'clock. I'll push that live off till seven, just so I make sure I sit down to dinner with my family because that's mm. what life's all about. And I'll clearly tell, and I know that's not a good model, but I'll tell my community, my family's here. It's a surprise. I'd rather be with my family right now, but I, I haven't forgotten you. Just give me a couple more hours. I'm very honest with them. I, I love, I love them to know that I'm a mom and a wife first, and then everything else falls into place. But my store was that, that was all mindset. I, I do have enough money to hire an employee and not take it away from my salary. I, my mindset is strong enough that the money will come if I hire someone. I just hired a virtual assistant and she has provided me with enough time and, and I pay her, I think I pay her well, that it has given me an opportunity to create my own brand line that I've, by the way, just gotten my second wholesale account for. Thank you very much. And <laughs> this has happened in three months. So we, I just start, I designed the line the day I hired Kim. I, I had the time that night because she did all of my invoicing. Invoicing for your Facebook Live, which you had been doing still for so long. Yes. 
So she answers now all my questions on Facebook and Instagram. She answers everybody. I still am connected to them. I still read them and, and chime in once in a while. So I'm still connected with all my women. But for the most part, she answers all my questions that are typed. I'll respond if I'm doing a live, but she'll answer all of them typed so that there's also a written answer to the answer that I gave verbally. Um, but she does all of that now. She sends out all my invoices. So I decided in October when I hired her that I was going to create a clothing brand and up-level my line. And it's it shipped January 14th. I launched it. I've already sold over 500 pieces. And I just started sending out the wholesale. I haven't even received the products in yet. I just have the samples. Oh but God. they're beautiful. They're incredible. And I'm super proud of them. But she afforded me the opportunity so many people say, I don't have the money to hire someone. And that's your biggest mistake. You always have the money. You just have to have the mindset that says, I deserve to have this person work for me so that I can grow my business. And you need that step up. You need the help in order to grow your business and to make these choices that will make changes in your life, whether it be spending more time with your family or growing your business to the next level. And I, at least I think that's what you've taught me. And Whenever I feel like I can't do something, I say, no, what would, what would be the reason that I can't do it? And I figure out the way to make it happen so that I can grow my business. I have no words. You just like <laughs> summed up my entire life's purpose is for someone to say that to me, to say that to other people. This is what it's all about. What's the point of having a business if we're going to be unhappy? We don't feel like we can have support. We can't spend time with our family. Oh, and by the way, we're not making money. Just go get a job. You are such a beautiful case study for me of someone who was very successful on their own. You were very successful in the company store and you will never say that, but I know that you were. And, you know, and now here you are, you're even more successful in a more holistic way and your life is better and just everything has gotten better. And it's so fun to watch you and to know you. And we're going to have to have you back on the podcast because <laughs> you have so much more to share. I love what I do. I'm so happy with what I do. And there's just so much joy in every day, but truth be told, I get to share that joy with my family. And as much as quarantining is awful and hard, I kind of loved it. I loved being home with my family and the puzzles we did and the dinners and the family like silliness. It's just, it was brilliant. I hope everyone who listens to this takes some small inspiration and finds joy in every day of their business because it, it, that's just so important. I just really want people to find joy in their, in their boutiques. I agree. I agree. And you've definitely given a lot of people a lot of things to talk about. So thank you so much for being here, Sherry. <laughs> where can people find you? I mean, we'll put all your links down below where you're, you're going to get a bazillion DMs and people joining these groups. But where do you hang out the most? Probably Facebook? I am mostly, so I'm called Mermaids on Cape Cod and we have a Facebook page. We also have another one for the mobile boutique, but that's very quiet right now because I don't want to give people hope that the bus will be on the road this summer because I don't think it will be. Mm. So I'm mostly on Mermaids on Cape Cod's Facebook page and I have a VIP group that's called Mermaid Exclusive Collection. It started as a sale page, but it grew into this unbelievable group of women that lift each other up. They show pictures of themselves in the clothing. And my women are small through three X and they all show up 
and encourage each other, give advice on what to wear, which earrings will be best with that. One woman was doing a photo shoot for her family and she wasn't quite feeling comfortable in her new figure. She had gained a little bit during COVID. And I think there were 128 comments from women talking to her about which of the outfits she bought at Mermaids looked best on her, which pieces she looked the best in, what color makeup they should wear. They were lovely. So I'm in the Mermaid exclusive collection quite often showing up for everyone, but that's where my group really hangs out, where they talk to each other and lift each other up. Sherry, you rock. No other words. You rock. I'm so happy we finally got to record a podcast because it's taken us. Um, I'm so glad we finally just recorded this because in 2021, people need to hear all of this. They need to hear the way that you're living and the way that you're running your business and seeing that it is possible for them too. So thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom. I really appreciate it. And we will definitely have you back on again because we, there's so much more to still talk about. Thank you for having me. I'm honored that you wanted to include me in your podcasts. I listen to everyone. <laughs> you do. And now you get to listen to yourself. <laughs> I hope you'll listen to yourself. Will you? I will. Of course I will. Good, good. <laughs> Cement in all the things that you have channeled through this episode. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, did you hear? My mastermind is now open. We are taking applications and I want to make sure that you know that this could be for you. So check one is, are you making at least $20,000 a month in sales, like revenue? Great. Do you have the longing and the desire to understand your numbers better and have a buying plan each month and a sales plan each month? Awesome. Do you want to start running some Facebook ads? Do you want help with that? And do you feel like that's gonna start to really take some things off your plate? And are you looking to build a team and really have a solid company running? That is what I teach in my mastermind. We go for six months, you get one-on-one calls with me, you get a very small intimate group of other boutique owners who are at this level, and you really start to get your business together. You start to take it seriously. You start to really get yourself to the next level. This is for you if you want to have more time with your kids, you want to retire your husband, maybe you don't want to do those things, but you want to have a solid company that you can count on every single month to be successful, to make you money, and to pay yourself. That's what we do in the Mastermind. Those are my goals. So if you're looking to join me, head on over to boutiquemastermind.com and Fill out the application. We have more details there. It is an investment, so please don't apply unless you are ready to talk to me and sign up for this. This is the group I work the most with at this point in my business because I want to make more million dollar businesses in the boutique world. So if you're ready to apply, head on over to boutiquemastermind.com and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye.